the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning, everybody. It is a cold Saturday morning, 25 predicted all we get. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. I'm Peter Boyles on a Saturday morning, 303-696-1971. The story is the amount, the tremendous amount of lawsuits. Uh, they're called adult survivors, victims of sexual abuse. And it re- result, the names have turned up, you know, uh, Sean Diddy Combs, Axel Rose, Jamie Foxx. Look at the list. Cuba uh, Gooding Jr. comes up. And it's the, the Harvey Weinstein stuff and Roger Ailes. And the story goes on and on and on. And now the Comos have both been nailed. And the mayor of New York has now been nailed. So what do we do with all of this? 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. Uh, let's see. We'll start with... Here's Eric. Eric, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hi, Peter. You're a great American. Yeah. I had texted you earlier, and I had to go sell my burritos, my brother. Okay. <laughs> now I'm back. <laughs> when I had texted you about Tara Reed, Tara Reed, uh, she was 28 years old when she was working for Biden back in 1992 when he was uh, senator back then. But again, as I cautioned <laughs> Joe before, she's not filed. Uh-huh. she's not filed a lawsuit. Um, and yeah, but go ahead. I mean, what we're talking about, these are legitimate lawsuits that have been, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're legitimate, but they certainly have been filed. And, and that's why I was going to say to you, perhaps because she's on an exclusive interview with Megan Kelly and I'm watching it as we speak, you know, I'm positive now because uh, you're more important to talk to right now, yeah. this topic, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm wondering if Tara Reed would pop up, uh, now that this allegations, you know, have has well, came you, up, you, you know when, what I mean? When things like this happen, and pick, particularly on a political level, and I come back to the women whose lives were destroyed, uh, not by mm. Bill Clinton himself, but by his, uh, his they were called the Bimbo Eruption Squad, and one of the most horrible human beings is uh, Carvel. And Carvel, when Paula Jones and Bill Clinton clearly did that stuff to her, and so what does he come out and say when you drag a $100 bill through a trailer park or uh, look what's going to come out after the money? Paula Jones was an innocent woman. I mean, she yeah. was. You uh, interviewed all them ladies. No, I never interviewed her. Uh, but Jennifer oh, okay. Flowers, I did get yes. to know pretty well. And, um, and Juanita Broderick, who there's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind what he did. And, he, and if that's, you know, if that's j- just two and. There, the whole uh, Monica Lewinsky, and now she was a, a willing participant. That wasn't a, a sex assault, but what was she? A couple years older than Bill's, than their daughter Chelsea. I mean, yes, sir. He, now he's a, he's a sick puppy, and uh, yeah, but go ahead. Megan Kelly. Yeah, I mean Tara Reid is telling telling Megan no. Kelly everything, oh. and you know oh. I know you've got. Busier things to do than just to go back and 
you know, research Megyn Kelly's interview mm-hmm. with Tara Reid, but, you know, she was a 28-year-old beauty. Well, once again, once Joe, again, if there, 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 there would be, and I'm sure there is, you know, a powerful Republican uh, thrust to put her into the spotlight. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I Googled her. I didn't even know who she was, so I Googled her and looked at it. Again, okay. I think she has to come forward. Eric, I think she, if it's tr- if it's true, and it's like everything else about these things, true, false, question mark, but to come forward to accuse him of assault in a courtroom or at least get an attorney and mm-hmm. and, 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 and nail him for it. I, and, I'm and, glad you Googled it, yeah. We'll see. Because, all right, man. Uh, it'll tell all. Okay, God Take bless. care, sir. Right. You too, man. All Thank right, you. Boss. We go to David. David, you're on a radio show on a Saturday morning. Good morning. Yeah, hi, Peter. Hey, man. Uh, I, it's funny. Uh, back in the old days when they had VCRs, yeah, uh, I ha- I've grabbed a copy from a yard sale of a Monica Lewinsky oh, yeah. uh, uh, speech that she gave. And this was, I, I think this uh, speech was done maybe around 2004, somewhere around there, possibly later. But uh, she basically admitted that she went to D.C. to to sabotage Clinton. Mm. Her father was a huge Republican uh, donor uh, from Southern California, and I think it was, uh, there was a common expression, she went uh, she put on her presidential knee pads to go to D.C. You know, I've I've followed that case fairly closely. I never heard where she was a a, a stocking horse for Clinton. She, She was an intern and uh, her, their parents had some money. There's no question of it. But when well, she, she admitted it. In oh, but, but, yeah, but she, you know, she and, walks uh, in and shows her underwear to Bill Clinton. I, it's about Bill Clinton. It isn't about her. I mean, a million young women can show you their underpants, and unless you're, unless you're a willing participant, so don't, you know, that's that just doesn't fly. Um, well, when you look at seven years that America got sabotaged. By, no, uh, come on. Issue. He come was, on. he was, uh, they started listen, with the uh, Lewinsky what, stuff in 94, right? But there was and already, then, listen, there was already other stories out there about Bill Clinton's behavior that had nothing to do with Monica Lewinsky. Now you're trying to tell me that Lewinsky, but there, look, do you believe Juanita Broderick? Do you believe Paula Jones? Do you believe any of these women? Or was it that Bill Clinton well, was an innocent? Sabotaging America was. Uh, you're dodging me, man. You're you're you're, you're dodging and, me. Uh, you're dogging me. Quit it. Don't dog me. I'm not. I don't put up with that. The bottom line is, Bill Clinton was who he was. He raped women. He cheated on his wife. He did these things. And if you want to say it's Newt Gingrich's fault or her father's fault, I, I think we're we're going to have a we're going to have a disconnect here. She was who she was, and they they were who they well, were. Uh, my my real purpose in calling okay. uh, was to talk about uh, two different aspects of Trump's uh, legal strategy. Uh, you know, in Colorado, the ballot status issue mm-hmm. came up the other day, yep. and uh, the judge uh, uh, was it Judge Warren, I think yep. is her name. Uh, the the Trump people. You remember uh, the uh, the issue about preserving, protecting, and defending the Constitution. Cut, cut to your is punch because because of jammed up lines or what? Running out of time. Yeah, what's well, your point? Trump's lawyers 
said that he didn't have to preserve, he, he swore to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, but because the word support is in the 14th Amendment, he didn't have to support mm-hmm. it. You know, and he didn't pledge to support he, he will it. But get, the other one... If he gets, he will be on the ballot, which I really, I thought the lawsuit was stupid to keep him off. Uh, he got beat two times in the state. He'll get beat a third time if he's there. Um, and this whole victimizing Bill Clinton is stupid. The people behind that lawsuit are stupid. Leave it alone. Let If he gets on the ballot, he gets on the ballot. And if he... Oh, you said Bill Clinton. You mean uh, Trump. No, I mean Trump. But, uh, I it, said, yeah. yeah it, but the other, the other case that's going on is the uh, Jack Smith case regarding the top secret... Or excuse me, but that's, regarding January 6th. But that's, that, those and are separate. Those, Trump, those, those are separate issues. The ballot appearing on right. a ballot is one thing. Jack Smith is a separate. Right, but se- separate. I'm talking about Trump's legal strategy well. in this. In the Jack Smith case, uh, he's actually got the gall to claim that he has he has the right to lie. Yeah, sure. So when he gave that speech in on the uh, the eclipse, I think it's the mm-hmm. it's right in front of the White mm-hmm. House before January sixth. He gives this speech. And he induced people, uh, I think he used the word fight, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. something like 18 times in that speech. And the issue is whether or not he induced those people to go down to the Capitol. And that will be be part of that's what this is about. But but if you remember, the gray gray eminence behind that is my close personal friend, John Eastman. He was the one that misinterpreted the Constitution to fit the square peg into the round hole and— gave them that ridiculous that Mike Pence could stop an election. I mean, it's, but that, I mean, right. it's for, I mean listen, well, that's all for another time. I'm going to pull well, away. No, I it, appreciate it. Thank you. 303-696-1971. It's not what we've been talking about. So Jamie Foxx and Axel Rose and Cuba Gooding Jr. all sued in these sexual assault lawsuits. And these high-profile figures in Hollywood and New York City uh, being sued, and what do we do with it? 303-696-1971. Um, some of these go back. We're mentioning the, the Trump suit. It goes back in the 1990s. That's well over 30 years ago. And it keeps moving forward. And then I was mentioning Jennifer Flowers, and I got to actually know her. She uh, wanted to be a talk show host. She was living here, and... Um, she would sit up in the studio at KHOW Radio when I was working, doing mornings on KHOW, and she'd sit in there, and she wanted to watch it happen, and she believed that she could be it. I don't know if she ever got a, a shift or not out of it, but she told me many, 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 many Bill Clinton stories about cocaine and, you know, all the other things that he said about his wife and all that kind of stuff that I believed. I mean, I, there's no reason to doubt Jennifer Flowers. And... um then came, we, we were mentioning Monica Lewinsky and Paula Jones. And it's easy to forget that uh, the whole, and by the way, uh, Jennifer Flowers was a willing participant, as was uh, Monica Lewinsky. Paula Jones was not. And Jennifer Flowers, remember when she came out and talked about it, and she went on 60 Minutes, or the Clintons went on 60 Minutes, and Bill Clinton had denied the affair. And the January 1992 appearance with Hillary Clinton on 60 Minutes. Remember when what a what what that is. But then the um, flowers appeared 
And she played snippet conversations between her and Bill Clinton uh, to prove the ongoing relationship. The Clinton camp claimed that the recordings had been doctored. <laughs> you know, remember? And that's when Carvel comes back in. God, was he a horrible human. And it's like we watch this stuff. And in essence, you know, uh, Bill Clinton lost his law license, but what he did is he had lied. He had lied under oath. That's what that's what nailed Bill Clinton. But nobody ever took him down for the stuff that he did. And was it a different time? Yeah, probably. So uh, 303-696-1971, for the first time, lines are wide open. We started full lines all morning. So you fill them up, 303-696-1971. Dan Kaplis, our friends at the law offices of Dan Kaplis. Danny believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multimillion-dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. And Dan and his partners have won the largest truck crash jury verdict in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven and eight figures, the settlements and verdicts speak for themselves. This is a firm, and I've talked so much about Dan, but he's the man where good people all walks of life without regard to their ability to pay receive legal representation that what the rich and powerful enjoy. Danny's my guy. And I mentioned so many times about when our family was going through something and and Danny would be even sometimes wait, you know, nine o'clock at night when he's wrapping up, he'd make a call. And um, the talk's cheap and experience counts and results matter and the firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out of court settlements. My guy, Danny Kappas, believes that who you hire speaks to volumes about how everybody involved in the case. They suggest that you choose a firm that shares your values. There's no doubt. It's the, it's, of course, it's Danny. If, if I'm in trouble, picking up the phone for Kappas. The firm believes that its core values have been um, the foundation of all the faith and success, integrity, hard work, and dedication. Call a man up. 303-770-5551. 303-770-5551. It's dancaplislaw.com, 303-770-5551. Back to the phones. Uh, we go to Jim. Jim, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hello, Peter. Yes, sir. Hi. Um, I uh, stumbled across a podcast last week of an author. His name's J.T. Townsend huh. regarding um, JFK assassination. Oh, okay. Yeah, are you familiar with him? I'm just curious. I tell, know, tell I know me, you're much... no, tell me the theme because I think it's an, is it the is, it's maybe the new book that's is that about the I, I, was it? I, I believe so. Yeah, the doc, so that, is that the doctors at Parkland or is it the old Secret Service guy? Um, he, he's a crime novelist that, and I, I I'm sorry I don't have all the details. I thought you might be up on it better than well, myself. The, the two latest um, additions, and we did all last week, were the the doctors at Parkland Hospital, um, unquestionably, and they all, they all none of them were in the Warren Commission, and they said the, the first wound came through his, his, through his throat, and it was a, it was a frontal, frontal shot, and of course, Oswald is alleged to be a, behind him, shooting at the back yeah. of his head. But all the doctors were in agreement, and one of the guys who still is, is, is um, this guy he was a third-year medical student, and he was in that ER uh, when they brought in, 
And he said all the doctors there agreed that the first shot hit Jack Kennedy in the throat. And and then now they are talking, and that's and then was the old Secret Service guy who found the bullet and put it on the stretcher. And the, 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 if both of those things kind of take the Warren Commission and throw it over your shoulder, uh, I had a conversation with somebody, I'm trying to think, Wednesday afternoon, and I don't, there's not any doubt anymore in my mind that there were more than more than there was more than one shooter, but you know what do you do with that? Yeah, well, the, the the reason I bring it to you is that the guy that I'm I'm quoting or, or describing makes it as a lone wolf single. Well, does he? Okay. Well, no, you know it's again we're that's the great thing about interpreting history. Um, yeah. Is there, as I, I just, my, the, the greatest guy that ever helped me with reading history and reading was, a, he's no longer with us, Brooks Van Everen, and, and he was a, a professor when I was an undergrad, and he always said, he used that as an example. Uh, here it is this day in 1963 in November, he said, there must have been, I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of people in Dealey Plaza at that moment, and nobody agrees on what they saw. Wow. Yeah, that's just a great line. No, I, where, 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 where were you when it happened? Working in a steel mill. Uh, I was working on a furnace, and um, the uh, the pipe fitter came up, and um, he said, "Did you hear the president's been shot?" And I thought it was one of those gag jokes where I say something, you you know, you know, you retaliate and you say something back, and it was, it was supposed to be a funny joke. And he came up and. Uh, and um, I mean, I can I can still close my eyes and see it. And he said, oh, yeah. "Did you know that?" And I said, "I thought it was like a gag, like a." And I said, "No, what?" And he said, "No, for real." And then it just ran down the down the open hearth, and we they had there was time shacks, and they had a radio in one of the uh, time shacks, and they turned the radio on. And you know, you're cooking steel, so you can't just everybody quits. You got you know, you're working, and. Uh, and I remember going, I was, I was working days, and I remember going home, and then I remember the bars that night is what I, the, I remember the, you know, the bars. And and uh, and then the next day, of course, Oswald gets shot. Or no, it was, two, two, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, the Oswald got shot on the Saturday. And now I'm like, you know, I, 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 I can remember it. And we're, we're alleged, it's, it's really interesting, historians talk about, um, what a great my my look at my parents' generation, they all knew exactly where they were when they heard about Pearl Harbor. They all knew exactly where they were when it was VE Day or VJ Day. They remember those. Uh, they remember Truman beat, beating Dewey, and then of course where they were when Jack Kennedy was killed. And our, the next generation, I think it was Man on the Moon, uh, where you were when you saw or watched that. Uh, and also the um, the shuttle blowing up, I think, was really another one of those one of those moments that are, if you're in any age category, those are the things you remember. But you know, so where were you when it happened? I was in seventh grade in Miss Porter's class. And just just remember, yeah, all the girls crying and uh, oh yeah, not. Uh, 
not much more than that. Remember and, that, you know, that? He was the, he was the Irish Catholic man. He was the uh, the second coming. It's it's hard to tell people. I was t- we were talking about it with the, with the family, and I said Jackie Kennedy was the Princess Diana of her time. Um, she was thirty four years old when that happened, and but remember how we all saw her as prin- well, she was Princess Di, maybe even greater than Princess Di. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Good call, man. You take care of yourself. Thank you. Uh, We go to Briscoe. Briscoe, you're on a radio show. It's a Saturday morning, and good morning. Hey, Pete. Yeah, we've talked a few times. I always start off with, you bought me lunch years ago. (laughs) You're the one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, to some extent, I was like, God, I don't want to call on a day when you're talking about rape and accusations. But, you know, I'll start off. It's, it's a heavy subject, um, and I'll start off a little humor. You know, Chris Rock says you're as loyal as your options. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, no, no. yeah it's true. Humorous, but, uh, you know, I just try to take some notes before I call you, so I'm just going to read. You know, powerful men, some of them do that crap, sure. but what? The most don't. And <laughs> the example I'll use, how many psychopaths? cross the line and go into oncoming traffic it doesn't happen very often but there's some weirdos that'll do that and i'm going to compare that to men that rape to some extent but you know some of the big factors it's like alcohol resentment anger no father you know it's it's such a crazy subject and you know as i mentioned to you off off the air one time that soft white underbelly that youtube channel you know, he he has he has such in-depth people, and it's not really an interview. The person's doing ninety percent of the talking. The guy that runs the channel does very little questions and talking, and he's had rape vi- victims on there, and, hmm. and it's just it's it's. What do you, let me to cut to the chase. I, I love your call. So you got Jamie Foxx, you got Axel Rose, you got Cuba Gooding Jr., and it just the list goes on. Um, what do you? How, how do you or how do you determine if if not? And I realize this, we're not in a court of law I'm doing a, some goofball right, talk right, show, but um, right. So and we're not mind readers. <laughs> no, and of course not. But when I saw Axel Rose and right. and Jamie Fox, I mean, would would they do something? I mean, if the, the one woman called and said, "How many women did did a woman ever accuse Elvis?" And the answer is no, the best of my knowledge and. How many right. women? How many women wanted to sleep with Elvis? Well, I guess it was. But right. I remember when I worked in pro wrestling. Yeah, pro wrestling. It was like, and they had, they had a they had a name for them. And oh yeah, the, <laughs> I heard you. Yeah, ring yeah, rats. And, yeah, they, they called they, them ring rats. There's groupies for all the oh. rock stars for sure, and for um, movie stars, mm-hmm. anybody popularity. I mean, I'm sure there's YouTube well, quote stars at this point who have groupies. Oh. You know, and so do all of them do it? No. Do some of them do it? Yes. Sure. Do people have crazy motivations to accuse somebody? Yes. And years ago, I heard a thing, and I don't know if it's still true. In France, if a woman accuses a man of rape and she is lying, she, and if they find out through the court proceedings she is lying, she's going to do the time hmm. of somebody for rape. Wow. I never so heard I that. Think, I no. think they, they stopped a lot of the BS of the lying ones and you know I, I hope I don't well unfortunately I probably do know a few females who were raped young and 
you know, that's going to affect them for life and screw them up for life and can lead to such dark places yeah. for decades. No, and yeah, that's yeah. sad. So when the people lie about it, that's so right, But here's a better question. Why, Briscoe, <laughs> why, why is it all coming to a head now? And I realize that the, the law, but it's only New York. It's not, you know, it's not the nation. And there's all these provable things that we were talking about Bill Clinton and talking about Roger Ailes and talking about Weinstein and talking about Matt Lauer and all these characters. Uh, Charlie Rose was part of that. Uh, Chris oh, Matthews yeah. Chris mm-hmm. Matthews was part of that. Um, yeah. They're gone. So in New York, New yeah. York, it, it's really hot and heavy right now. That a lot of What's across the country? I mean, the... the I think the Fox and Axel Rose stuff, they, they're, I think they're sued, in, I think, in California. But, okay. um, but why? I mean, I mean, is there a reason for why now? I know there's Me Too. And after, after Weinstein got accused, and then the women just – but the other part of it in, in the book about him was the amount of equally powerful men who knew exactly what Harvey was doing – and never yes. turned them in, never stopped oh. them, never said anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my easy answer is everybody, to some extent now, has the power of communication. Yeah. Whether it be Twitter, Facebook, this, that, or the other, or what's not mm-hmm. available right now, but in two years, maybe everybody's going to be using the new mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot more people... You're fading. You're, you're, you're fine. Say, the, you're fine. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, please. Pick uh, it up. A lot more people have the option now. You know, you you know, you can get on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. any a four year But again, but again, I I, 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 I caution that as well. It goes. You can you know, social media is one thing. Courtrooms are other things. When somebody dang right, and that's the difference. And somebody really says, "Okay, this really did happen. I got Larry the lawyer, and here we go." Yeah. And yeah. And then that's a whole different Mongombo. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's called the true reality. There you go. Yeah. And yeah. who, I mean, remember, I mean, we were talking about presidents. Um, people quickly forget Jack Kennedy. All-timer. All-timer. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Donald, Donald Trump's a player, but Jack Kennedy was the, the king of, he was the prince of players. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention another YouTube channel. And right. They were just talking about him. And his libido being so high, and they were saying it's partially due to how many medications he was on. I don't know if I buy well, that. No, we was, both know men no, no. who have high libidos, yeah. medium libidos, no. and freaking non-existent. Yeah, low his libidos. his his father Joe set the table. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, there's you know, and uh, no, you know, he was who he was, and he was he was a prince. He was another one of the princes, and. And it almost like he and then what really caught him and so much of gets pushed away because of how he died. But he and yes. Sam Giancana, the mob boss, they shared okay. a woman. They shared a woman, Judith oh, Exeter man. Campbell. And Judith Exeter Campbell talked a lot. And um, she was Judy Campbell and about passing money and secrets and all this kind of stuff. And. uh after Jack Kennedy dies, plus you know the 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 media loved Jack Kennedy, and right. and they just now they got these fourteen year there've been swimming pool stories with young girls and do I believe oh, it? Boy. Of course I do. Of course I do. And right. and his father was Joe Kennedy's really a rotten guy. <laughs> he really is, and uh, how he ran the show. So 
I love your calls, man. It's another good one. I, I don't have any answers. It's just, it's more than, you know, it's closer to midnight, I guess. So, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this um, on the Jack Kennedy stuff. Yep. Um, some guys, I think that you would enjoy their content. Uh, YouTube channel is called uh, America's Untold Stories. And it's two guys, one's ex-military, the other guy I think has been around Hollywood a long time, mm-hmm. and they've definitely done deep dives into JFK, a lot of CIA stuff, and they cover what you would consider a lot of conspiracy stuff. <laughs> but, you know, they actually were in, is it the 60th anniversary? Yes, we just passed 60. 60th. Yeah, just passed just passed. So, yeah, it. they actually did an event in down in Texas for it. So They're there. Good. Thanks, man. We're going to turn here. 710 Kane US, it's 1131, 29 before the hour. 710 Kane US, Denver's talk station, it's cold outside. And uh, it keep, keeps going. So here we go, 25 the high. Ready, Lou, let's hit the button. Cousin Louie. For Lou Gonzalez. Go back in time. Saturday morning, November 25, 2023, it's cold outside and Kicking snow off and on. 25 will be the high, 15 degrees tonight. A quick reminder, if we don't get Robbie on the show, saving the date, uh, the 38th, believe it or not, 38th annual Children's Hospital Toy Run. The Toy Run is on, and it's the 38th time, and uh, I've done this for so many years, and it's been so, it really is very rewarding. And because of everything that's happened, there's no longer, people no longer go into the hospital. Um, we always did that, but. Uh, you you now simply drop off the toys and in big boxes, and then um, I think Mount Maha is having a a party. <laughs> Hard to believe, a bunch of bikers gone, but it's um, it makes you feel real good. It's a great time of the year, and it starts out in the Aurora Sports Park out on uh, Colfax, and I think they open the gates at eight, and the kick first kick is ten o'clock in the morning. But it's a toy run. And that's where the Aurora Sports Park. There you got it, Peter. One nine three zero zero East Colfax Avenue, and then the blowout after at Mount High Harley and Aurora. But everybody's involved in this. Foothills guys and Avalanche and Grand Prix and Mount High, and it just is a wonderful thing to do. And I'm looking at weather, but you better believe we will be there and do that. Uh, to the wall, real quick from Eric. He said he forgot to mention R. Kelly, and then also somebody said Michael Jackson. All true. Uh, let us go to, is it Jim? Jim, you're on a radio show. It's Saturday morning. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. Hey, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to the JFK assassination. All right. The one thing i got to give you credit for, I've been listening to you for numerous years. I used to think you were a crackpot because you always <laughs> said you thought it was con- a conspiracy. Oh, yeah. I really did. I thought this guy's way out of the, you know, you're out of left field. And, uh, so I got to give you credit because you saw the writing on the wall way before all these books started getting published. And Actually uh, not. I mean, I got to tell you something there. The, um, mm-hmm. there was a guy named, uh, uh, come on, did rush to judgment, Mark Lane. And that book mm-hmm. came out in like 65, maybe late 64. And I read it. It was Mark Lane's called rush to judgment. And he was the first guy to really heavily critique the Warren Commission. And mm-hmm. I later met him. I later, uh, he was involved with Jim Jones in Jonestown. And he was on a, on a kind of a tour and old BZ. And he came into the studio and um, we ended up talking about 
his critique. So there were plenty of guys way before they just, you know, fueled me. But I give yeah. it to Mark Lane. Well, I, I just never thought about it. But I, now you seeing what, you know, the, basically the Warren Commission was a cover up. And, yeah. you know, I think, you know, the interesting thing is that book that just came out, they, I think he was Secret Service. Was this guy yes. Secret Service? Yes. The well, bullet. anyway, they had him on a podcast just recently talking about it. And it just is eye opening what mm-hmm. he said, you know, because of him uncovering the bullet. The mm-hmm. one thing that just just is so glaring. The Warren Commission never interviewed him, and he was no. prepared to go. He thought no. for sure. And, you know, that is so striking of who they wanted to hear yeah, from sure. and who they didn't. Well, you they, know, remind you also, of, you know, the, the this latest book on what the doc, doctor saw at Parkland, none of them, yeah. none of them got taken before the Warren Commission. And they were all, I mean, there's like five of them, I think. And they, they said front the, the, the wound came through the front of his throat. Right, right. And well, I'll say, you know, put a button on it, though, is, um, you know, the gentleman that shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Jack Ruby. Um, yes. Well, that's not his real name. It's like... It's Ruben, Rubenstein. Rubenstein, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, this guy, he's the button to the uh, of how to close this thing up. Sure. His, his relationship to the crime... Organized crime, organized crime relationship to the CIA. It is a perfect circle of how the CIA uh, uh, did the, the shooting. Gun, the gun running. The, yeah. And Ruby basically uh, works for the mob to silence yeah, sure. uh, Oswald. It's perfect. I mean, now that you see how this all evolved, you're like, yeah, it makes sense. Of course it does. I just before I'm like, not at all, you know. But you know, I just you know think about this, 1963. Our, we had people within our government were, that were hot, powerful enough to sure. assassinate the most powerful person well, in the world. The question that you ask. Isn't that crazy? No, no, isn't no, that crazy? It, it, well, the question is, and somebody said, what do you believe? I said, I believe it was like a, a three-legged stool. It organized crime. Yeah. You had the, yeah. the CIA, and then you had these anti-Castro Cubans who Jack yeah. Kennedy hide and dried at uh, the Bay of Pigs, and then after the missile crisis, Jack recognized the right for Castro to exist, and um, and and then that was you know what happened in the, in the missile deal where the United States has to take down Jupiter C missiles out of Turkey, and then Khrushchev takes the takes the missiles out of Cuba, and Jack agrees, yeah. and you know, and at that yeah. point. The, the anti-Castro Cubans, and there's a bunch of these guys. One group was called Alpha 66. There was a group called Omega 7. Uh, the CIA was running Project Mongoose. Um, the organized crime guys wanted everything back that had been taken from them. And then the CIA, because uh, Jack Kennedy was really threatening to break up the CIA. Right, and, right, right. He's recognizing what was going to call. And we know the relationships between guys like Johnny Rosselli and yeah. the used people, and they, and they were going to fix things for people, and then they were going to do this and for that and that for this. But here's, here's organized crime. Here's, here's guys like Sam Giancana and Santos Traficante, not right. Santos Traficante, but um, these guys that were. And then also Bobby Kennedy was going after Carlos Mochello. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it just makes sense. You yeah. Know? You know, the thing about it is we don't know. I never knew this, but Lee Harvey Oswald. Was very he liked John, JFK, and mm-hmm. they had a part on him. Did you know that he was 
very upset when Jackie, I guess she had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. It brought brought to his attention, and he actually they said that he wrote a letter yeah. to JFK, remember, you know, expressing his. They, I mean, this this. I mean, can you believe it? This guy actually sure. loved the president. Ah, you know, but I, 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 I think okay. in a significant way. The CIA that, that when again because I'm an old man and remembering all this happened that we were we were preached to or or led to believe that out of nowhere comes this guy Lee Oswald we didn't even know we don't know who he was now we find out the CIA had been tagging him for ten years that he was in Mexico right. and he had tried to call the, uh, the the embassies and all these stories they got they got wire on him you hear his voice and but they when when the Warren Commission's resolve on on Lee Harvey Oswald. Who? Who? Lee Harvey? Who? And the CIA never came. What? And I remember he was as a, an enigma. He was an enigma. No, well, he, he's he's the yes, he's the MacGuffin of his relationship to Russia. Oh. His wife was Russian. Yeah, but these are all things that why it made sense for him to be the patsy. But again, he th- there's no evidence whatsoever that. Khrushchev or KGB or no, anybody had you. anything to do with, with it. You. Anything to do with I, it. But we were in the Red Scare, scare at that oh, time. We were always. I appreciate I mean, So he, they were the boogeyman. So why not use Oswald as that because of well, his relationship? Everybody was thinking that. It got him to look the other way, like the Russians were involved yeah. in this. Or the, I or the Cubans. And the Cubans weren't involved in it. Not, not the, the Castro. Well. They, they weren't involved. And you know, but they, they they wanted us to look that way. That they, was the point. Well, it was that internal. Was the way they wanted us. To look. It, it was like yeah. I said. I, I always believed after all of these years of reading, and I'm not definite, but you had organized crime. You had the the, the Chicago. They called it the outfit in Chicago, and guys like Carlos Marcello, and of course Santos Traficante, and then you had the uh, the, the anti Castro Cubans, who now Jack had given uh, blessing, if you would, to. Uh, to, to Castro, to it was he was legitimately right. in power in Havana, and then last but not least was the CIA. We got to yeah. jump. And then, by the way, then the CIA guy ends up on the Warren Commission, so you know is going to get killed. Take oh care. You're yeah. thinking it yeah. through, man. Thank you. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. David Ellis Jewelers. You heard me talk about David all the time. The jeweler, the fortune, the cash, and securing appraisals for David from David rather for. All the valuables. Now we're in the gift-giving moments. And take those valuables you have tucked away in your home, and it's true. I'll share the other reasons to see David, just in case you don't have a Rolex or rare coins or a silver tea set. Go see David for all your most meaningful gift-giving occasions. David Ellis Jewelers are just, I mean, it's the right, right time, the right price, special people that mean the most. An antique watch, an emerald pennant, a gold necklace, a diamond ring, Trusted jeweler, David is my guy, longtime friend, buying precious metals and antiques. Um, and uh, this guy's name, last time I think it's Clavin. And it's about the Dalton gang, Emmett Dalton and Bob Dalton and all the stories about the Daltons. Now, most of us, once again, you know, we think that we know a lot about Frank and Jesse James or even the Younger brothers, Coleman Younger, Cole Younger, who, you know, all these guys and the great Northfield, Minnesota raid and being part of Quantrill's Raiders and all the things that they did. But in it was always the Daltons. And I always thought, well, they were, the Daltons were like, kind of like the youngers. And, but the really, you know, the heads of all of it were Frank and Jesse. Well, the Daltons are all in a class by themselves. And, um, 
they this guy the guy, I, I can't wait to get him on the show. I'm almost done with the book, but he talks about how does it how's this moment come when outlaws become gangsters? We don't call people outlaws anymore. They're gangsters. And when did outlaws become gangsters? And uh, the Daltons play in that as they cross over. So anyhow, that's the name of the book. So we go to Sandy. Sandy, you, you, you did I hit him right? I hit him wrong. Sandy, you, Sandy, are you there, brother? Good morning. Yes, outstanding, outstanding show. You oh, and thank you. We are knocking it out of the park. Um, I missed you last week on um, John F. Kennedy when he, when President Kennedy um, understood the pred- the predatory nature of banking. So he issued Executive Order one 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 zero to end the Second Bank of the United States. And he ordered the U.S. Treasury to issue a new public currency called the United States Notes. The United States had a stockpile of silver. And so he issued $4.5 billion into silver certificates. After signing the order, 1110, President Kennedy was assassinated five months after. Mm. After... After he was assassinated, the silver certificates were all pulled from circulation. Following Kennedy's assassination, John J. McCoy of Chase Manhattan Bank, who um, prepped the world, who was uh, president of the World Bank, was named head of the Warren Commission. Not at all qualified to no, be. It was actually, actually it was Earl Warren, and and um, they had the. Lyndon Johnson had to fight with so many people to get them beyond the commission. J.J. had been uh, out of one of the big industrial uh, outfits. That's where J.J. came into the Kennedys. But uh, Warren, yeah. Earl, Earl Warren was Lyndon Johnson. Um, and remember, he's Supreme Court. He's the the justice of the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Name is Earl Warren. And Warren has an interesting career as well. Um, uh-huh. And he... When the Japanese were rounded up in California, he was the governor, and most most of his historians or biographers believe that when it came time for the Brown School Board decision in 1954 that begins to end segregation or begin integration, that Earl Warren pushed that, and it was he was making an apology for what he had done to the Japanese uh, after they issued that. The roundups, and so Earl Warren, mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson asks Earl Warren to take uh, take the, the committee because he's alleged to be this trusted guy. And there's people that went on that committee that hated Earl Warren, just hated him. And uh, was, he, was he the Supreme Court? Yes, justice Chief Justice, okay. Chief Justice, the Warren Court, and um, and there are people that literally hated him. And Lyndon Johnson sort of cobbled this. This commission together, and there's a young congressman from Michigan by the name of Gerald Ford is on it, but the Dulleses are on it. And once you uh-huh. once you have to deal with the Dulleses, then you you know you're entering. And, and and by the way, Jack Kennedy had fired John Foster Dulles, and his brother Alan ran the CIA, and Correct. so they get and so it's it it it's, it gets murky. And yes, and and also Peter when. President Kennedy had his one of his last addresses to the American University in Washington, D.C. in June of 1963. You can YouTube that. Okay. And he, Quickly. he lays it out. And, um, yes. 
I so, I have to yeah. pull. I I love the call, Sandy. I wish you got in earlier. I'm being. Louis says it's showtime. Everybody, don't forget the toy run is a week from uh, tomorrow. Lou, you did a great job, man. Thank you so much. Seven ten K and U.S. Peter Boyles, you say the word. A little more time. He says twenty five will be the high. And real quick, I'm going to come back and plug it. But it's the thirty eighth annual Children's Hospital Toy Run. It's next Sunday, and we'll leave the park. And it's the park that's in Aurora. And the, everything's up on the on the website, by the way. Aurora Sports Park. And I think first bikes are out at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I take all of my in-laws and outlaws, and we go. And we have a good time. And it makes you make, do something good for yourself, make you feel better. All right, everybody, that is it. And the book is called The Daltons. Lou and I are out of here. Actually, Lou's going to hang around. I'm going to the, hit the bricks. <laughs> go find a warm place to go. 710 KNUS. Thank you, everyone. Great show. Thank you for your time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.